You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. Dollar, dollar bill, y'all. It's a, a beautiful Saturday in New York City. Gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous as we wind down the summer. little cream, Wu-Tang, cash rules, everything around me. Uh, bumping on your airwaves right here on 98.7 ESPN. We're going until noon. Anita Marks will take over. She's going 12 to 3. You'll get network coverage from 3 to 6.30. But then you can hear Yankees Red Sox right here tonight. Pre-game at 6.30, 7 o'clock is first pitch. So looking forward to that. Also looking forward to K-Rock has tomorrow. Because now that we've concluded the seven-part documentary series of The Captain, we get a, uh, we get Derek Jeter joining Michael and A-Rod in studio on the K-Rod cast. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to that because as Jeter alluded to at the end of his documentary, and his wife Hannah talked about it as well, there is still a little bit of unresolved tension there. And Jeter has credited his maturation now stepping away from being a baseball player. He looks at things differently. And Michael K is as good as it gets when it comes to getting information and interviewing people. So um, watching that tomorrow, I'm really excited to see what Jeter's going to say, what AI's going to say. Uh, and I just hope it's 100% authentic. Yankee fans really going to enjoy that one. Looking forward to it. The news on the front of the Jets, as I just said. Uh, let me just go back to the tweet here. Uh, Jeff Howe, he is an NFL national insider for The Athletic, tweets out that Zach Wilson suffered a bone bruise last night. The ligaments are in good shape. More tests incoming on a potential meniscus injury to determine the timeline. So maybe, just maybe, we've avoided the worst-case scenario, but don't want to get my hopes up too, you know, too much yet just because we got to see what the, the other results say. But, man, if, if we can get Zach Wilson back out there for week one of the season and we can fully, fully engage in a, a year-long um, audition for our second-year quarterback, that would bring me tremendous joy. One way or the other, I just want to learn what the answer is to the question of whether or not he's the quarterback. I don't want to enter year three and we're doing the same same dance we did with Darnold. Now, back-to-back quarterbacks so you invested draft capital in, it's year three and we still have no idea what these guys are. So for Zach, you know, obviously he wants to be out there. I'm rooting for him to be good. And, you know, just as a Jet fan, uh, let's put to rest the, the Jimmy G conversation. Let's put to rest Joe Flacco, Mike White, because all that would mean is that we need a replacement for Zach Wilson, and that's not what anybody wants. So hopefully he's able to come back, return, and be good for the Jets next season. The Giants uh, teased this hours ago, but I'm, I, I came away thinking I'm, I'm high on Saquon Barkley. I think that he's going to have a breakout season. Now, what it ultimately means for the Giants that's to be determined just because, like, let's just say he's great. He goes out there and he gives you what we saw in year one when he, where he burst on the scene. And he was one of the best running backs in football that first year. Um, what does it mean for the Giants if he produces that again? I don't know because... Their timeline might not measure up with paying a guy top dollar, and Saquon's going to want his money uh, if he goes out there and he produces the way that we know he can, like he did in 2018, where he rushed for 1,300 yards, um, 11 touchdowns, 
and he was still a, a threat in the passing attack as well. Uh, as far as you know, 720 yards receiving and four passing touchdowns to go along with the 11 touchdowns on the ground. And if he's able to get you anywhere close to that and be what Dave Gettleman envisioned when he took him number two overall in 2018, he's going to be in line for a big payday. Does that measure up with the timeline of the Giants not really being a team in a win-now mode? Who knows? But if that's what you get this year, it's going to help in the growth and development of not just your quarterback, but also your head coach. And then you have the pieces around you to build something going forward. That NFC East division ain't great. The Cowboys and the Eagles, like we watched Jalen Hurts go, what did he go, six for six on that opening drive against the Jets yesterday. Um, should be better this year. Dak Prescott, I think, is becoming underrated in this in this league. But just as far as the, the roster construction of both of those teams, maybe the Eagles are better. Maybe the Cowboys, because they have the better quarterback, will win the division. But why can't the Giants, at at the very least, go into that Thanksgiving Day game against the, the Cowboys with the feeling being this is a big game for both teams? And I think if you're a Giant fan, you'll take that. If we go into Thanksgiving and in the pregame, guys are discussing, guys and girls are discussing this being a big game, not just for the Cowboys, but for the Giants as well. It would mean that Daniel Jones has has stayed on the field. He's healthy. He's producing. If we see Tyrod Taylor at any point this year, that's a disaster for the Giants. Now you're looking for a quarterback uh, and not having high draft capital. If we see him at any point this season, that's a disaster. I don't, I don't want to hear Tyrod Taylor's name at all. Let's get 17 games of Daniel Jones, see what he can do with his new head coach, his running back two years removed from the injury, the best version of him since we've seen – uh, him display since 2018, and if you're the Giants, you'll take that. Just on Thanksgiving Day, let that be a big game for both the Jets and the Giants. Let that happen. As far as the Yankees are concerned, well, it's falling apart pretty quickly, and you know, part of your mind goes to what does it mean in the grand scheme of things? We're still, if we win today, 30 games above 500. So who am I to complain about my team when I look at the standings? We are right now overall the fourth best team in baseball behind the Dodgers, the Mets, and the Astros. We're, we're still a legitimate team. We employ the MVP of the league in Aaron Judge. We've got Garrett Cole. Things are still working to our advantage. We were always going to have to go through the Astros. I don't, I don't think there's another team in the American League who has emerged as a threat to the Yankees. But the other side of that is you're playing poorly. Uh, the bullpen's falling apart. Question marks around your rotation. And the Rizzo injury, now he comes back yesterday, but the Rizzo injury was big. Stanton, still on the I.L. Severino, still on the I.L. Part of that is the story. Losing your most important players is going to contribute to you taking a step back. But, I mean, is it this team not it being as good as they were when they were on an historic pace? Not as bad as they are now. Somewhere in between, is the somewhere in between good enough to win you a championship? And if the answer to that question is no, then there is not a single Yankee fan out there who is just going to be excited about the thought of losing again in October. The Mets, six-game winning streak, snapped last night um, against the Phillies, but they're in excellent shape. The Mets are in great shape. One of the best, if not the best, rotations in baseball. Your bullpen is, is coming together. You are 33 games above 500. you You've got 
the second-best record, not just in the National League, but in all of baseball. DeGrom healthy, Scherzer healthy, healthy, here we go. So you got to feel good if you are the New York Mets. Back to the phones we go. It's been a fun day so far, filling in for Dave Rothenberg. 800-919-3776. Anthony in the mail truck wants to weigh in on the Yankees. Talk to me, Ant. Sorry, what's going on, brother? How are you? Nothing much, man. Nothing much. Just chilling. What's up with you? Um, so I'm kind of upset that I missed Stump Butlerberg. Uh, Butlerberg. But, uh, wow. I'll get over. Yeah, you like that one, right? <laughs> I just saw that. Butlerberg. There we go. <laughs> um, so uh, going going to the Yankees. I have I have a point on the Giants. If you'd let me finish with that. Um, but going to the Yankees, um, I think that they're okay. You know, I, I honestly, I love Boone. Don't get me wrong. I'm going to preface it with, I love Boone. Uh-oh, but the way the that he has been, but he, the way that he has been deploying the bullpen in the past couple weeks, just not like he has been in the in the earlier in the season. And I know that guys aren't producing as well that's, as they that's, were that's in the, the beginning point. of the season. That's the point, though. Right. That, that's, the, that's the point. It's right. not that, like, we, we have, maybe last night notwithstanding, because I, I would have used Chapman in the ninth inning, Clay Holmes used him earlier, but deploying right. the arms in the in the the manner that he should is more of an opinion based on the lack of production he's getting from those guys versus what he's actually doing. Yes, completely understandable. And and the Stanton injury is huge. And I'm going to preface this as well with Judge is by far the most important player for the Yankees. But I feel as though the Yankees go as far as Stanton goes. So. You know, meaning we need someone behind Judge that Correct. is going to get Judge pitches to hit. Correct. We can't have Donaldson. We can't have Torres behind him. Carpenter was okay for a little bit, you know, to have that lefty-righty-lefty uh, matchup. But, you know, having Stanton behind Judge is astronomically huge. It is. Um, getting Now, getting to my Giants point, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm going on a little bit. Yeah, but getting to my thing, Giants man. point, I, I uh, spoke to uh, – Mike Tannenbaum on the uh, Michael K show yesterday, and my point is, and I'm a, I'm a diehard Cowboys fan, so I'm kind of you know biased, but you know if the Giants go seven and ten this year, I would love that That's because that means that they're gonna they're gonna think about bringing back Daniel Jones <laughs> and they're not gonna get a premium quarterback. Oh, I see, um, yeah, that with that, that being with I, that, I just go ahead, continue your point. With, with that being said, you know I don't know when these GMs think about you know. Uh, for example, like like Arizona, you know they went with Josh Rosen, awful pick. The next year they fired their coach and they fought, and they they let go of Rosen. They drafted Murray and they got Cliff Kingsbury. Now they're not uh, an amazing team, but they're in such a better position, you know, of what they were. So my my question to you is, when is enough enough? You know, it's been four years. I love watching the guy play because he's awful. He is terrible. So you know, I enjoy it. Because it's great, you know, two easy wins every year. But, you know, I'll hang up and listen to you. Have a great weekend, brother. Have a great day, and I'll talk to you soon. Thank you, man. I appreciate the phone call and the kind words. Let's just go back to the Yankees real quick. Boone, you can crush him for last night. Um, Maybe he just 
went a little too long in his leash with Clay Holmes being the closer. I expect that to change. I think the days of Clay Holmes closing games for the New York Yankees, I think those days are over. Barring another injury to Chapman, in which you're now pigeonholed into having him do that. I, I just don't see that happening. Um, as far as Stanton is concerned, it's huge. when you Because Rizzo had the back situation. He was out a couple games. So now you have no Stanton, no Rizzo. These are two guys who combined for 51 home runs and 127 RBIs, pretending like that isn't at all a factor in why the team has struggled offensively. I mean, you're just being analytically dishonest. No Rizzo, no Stanton. Those are the second and third best power hitters on the team. Take those two guys away from any offense, that offense is going to struggle. Now, does it explain the bullpen falling apart? No, but there are games certainly during this run that the Yankees, if they had both a healthy Rizzo and Stanton behind Judge, they would have won. And that's not to make excuses. Those are just the facts. Because now here's the ounce of objectivity. It's not just that those injuries are, are causing them to lose because those, those are part of the reason. But, yeah, there are concerns with the team. Um, there's, there's a little bit of an unhealthy relationship with Garrett Cole developing because anyone out there who wants to pretend they're not at least a little bit concerned about him heading into October, again, dishonesty. Like on, if on a scale of 1 to 10, you can vary with how concerned you are, even if it's at a 2. But last year, we did see him blow up against the Red Sox. We have seen that since banning the spider attack, he's not the same pitcher. He's just not the same guy. Is he Verlander? Is he Scherzer? Is he DeGrom? No, he's not those guys. And when you've got to go up against the Astros, who might just be flat out better than you, have more experience, have won a championship, and might be playing in their building, you need Garrett Cole to be at his absolute apex. And consistently, we just haven't seen it. So... Uh, the Yankees are what they are at this point. I don't want to over—it's such a long season. just feels silly every day to overreact, but we have a, a large enough of a sample size. What are they, 7-14 and 14 since the All-Star break? You can't ignore that. You cannot ignore that. Mark in Newark wants to talk about the Jets and his favorite baseball team, the Mets. What's up, Mark? <laughs> what's up, bro? Uh, what's up, man? Talk to me. Okay. I got you. Um so it sounded like me, the old guy on the porch. You had said you're 29. I'm 59. Oh, so God bless you. Know, you though. <laughs> God bless you back. Nothing God. wrong with being 59. Hope I get oh, that I'm one loving day. It. I'm loving it. Um, you know, I, I think there's something to be said for bringing young quarterbacks in and 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 letting them grow as a team. I remember watching, you know, Troy and Irvin and and it and Novacek. And that new and then all those guys when that dynasty started, they all came and grew up together. I have nothing against that. I think that's a formula for success. Uh, that's one formula for success. I mean, I think the Chargers are showing that with their quarterback and and uh, Josh Allen, so on and so on. Um, the Ravens quarterback Lamar Jackson. The, the young guys growing up together, I think, is one way. But there's always more than one way. And what I believe is, and I know you said you don't, and it's okay. We can have some pushback. I think that the Jets have their quarterback, and I think it's Joe Flacco. Oh, no. Stop it. Yes. Yes. Stop it. Yes. Yes. And here's why. 
when Joe plays, Joe is thirty-seven years old. Yeah, this so that's the reason. That, so, so you just you so you just what you just did was you gave an answer and in explaining why you felt he was the answer, you gave the reason why I he see, wasn't I, the answer. I said it all last year, you, but I, you gave I, the I, reason I why. Hey, Mark, you gave the reason why. Like, look, yeah. I'm gonna be, I'm going to be kind and uh, and only say that what you just said was asinine, but. And explaining why you thought he's the answer, you started by giving his age, which would tell you why he exactly isn't the answer. Like at well, thirty-seven, no, he's no, not no, the answer. No. Joe Flacco. I mean, look, at, look at Scherzer. Look at Scherzer. It's different. Huh? Come on, you can't. At first of all, the cold call just keeps why? getting worse. Like every point is like followed up by a point that's even worse. Scherzer. If the comparison is Scherzer, who's one of the best pitchers of this generation. And still at the top of his game, pitching to a one nine three ERA. We just won a title two years ago. If that if that's the comparison you're giving me to Joe Flacco, who I mean, like, yeah, hasn't been the same since he won the Super Bowl. What was that? Twenty fourteen. It's come on. You you can't. It's like apples and like vehicles. Like stop it. When Joe left Baltimore, it was because they wanted to build their. Their team around Lamar Jackson. And but why style. would that be like, the case? Like you don't punt on. Like this, this, well, let me just give you the baseball version. If if Joe Flacco yeah. is Max Scherzer, you know what the Ravens, a well-run organization, isn't doing? Drafting his replacement, saying, "Yeah, love yeah. the Super Bowl, love the MVP that you won in that Super Bowl. Thanks, but no thanks. We'll see you later." That's not happening. Well, for me. For me, I think that the Jets have a ton of speed. They have a ton of youth. I think they're the youngest team in football. And I think that having a quarterback like Joe, that, that'll just make the, the, those new players and young players, they'll have somebody that they have faith that, they, that has experience enough to not only still be able to make every throw, but, but be that influence for the offense, this solidifying influence for the offense, I think I think that Joe's going to play, and I think that uh, you'll see what I'm talking about. Oh, man, Mark. I, I, I would love to say I appreciate the call, but I'd be lying, and I'm a man of God. I can't do that. And you had a point about the Mets, but like it was, it was, there were the points in conjugation were just so terrible. I, I don't even want to hear what you have to say about the Mets. And, Mark, you're a nice guy, man. I, like, I appreciate all the, the love you've shown over the years. But Joe Flacco is the answer. Joe Flacco is Max Scherzer. I mean, it feels like only a break can cure this. <laughs> More up next right here on 98.7 ESPN. Hey, it might be pathetic, but I'm always honest with the audience. Feel free to judge me if you want Harvey and Jake. Little trouble sleeping last night, having nightmares about a season from the Jets that did not include Zach Wilson under center as the quarterback. Now, I saw what I saw on television. I'm not an expert. I can't look at videos and determine. I can't have his knee in front of me and determine if it's an ACL injury, let alone watching a video and you know seeing what the degree of, of severity is. But we did have a guy last night put on and said, yep, that's a torn ACL. And it's like Dr. David L. Chow. Um, they teach you don't believe everything you see on the internet. Adam Schefter has just tweeted out, Jets quarterback Zach Wilson has a bone bruise and a meniscus tear 
and is expected to miss two to four weeks. As Brian Costello also reported, Rich Cimini, Rich Cimini also is on this report. Uh, I came across this time. Wilson will undergo arthroscopic surgery to address and correct the injury. The Jets consider this to be fortunate news. Expected to miss two to four weeks. The way I'm reading this, though, the Jets, I mean, you can't, you can't even bring, bring him back before the four weeks. So with the season kicking off on September 11th against the Ravens, so one, two, three, four weeks would put us maybe in line for him to make his return for the opener uh, at MetLife Stadium against the Ravens. Uh, but this is fortunate news. We were staring at uh, a reality where Zach Wilson's done for the year before we even get to the regular season. No Wilson, no Beckton for the entire season. Feels like a wash. Then I got Mark telling me Joe Flacco's the answer at 37 years old. And that was crazy. But last night, more rational, should they trade for Jimmy Garoppolo? And now we can, at least for the moment, put that to bed because Zach Wilson, per this report, only expected to miss two to four weeks. Now, this is the same knee that he hurt last year. This is going to be something to monitor this year. And, like, does it change how he is utilized? Does he become less of a runner? That's something we worry about going forward. But not to bury the lead. The biggest news here is that he's expected to be back two to four weeks, so we take it however we can get it. And I'm excited about that. So we get Zach Wilson back soon, hopefully. Hopefully four week one against Baltimore. A game I think they can win, a game that I say you'd rather play at week one as opposed to like week 14 when the Ravens are, are rolling. Ravens um, just tra- traded away Hollywood Brown. So who's their number one? Who's their number one option at receiver? I, I fear Lamar Jackson, because one of the best quarterbacks uh, in in all of football is an MVP. But Rashad Bateman is that there? Is that his number one option right now? Uh, as far as the receivers are concerned, so the, the Ravens expect them to be much better this year. But even if they are, it's a it's a game I'd rather have played uh, week one. I teased earlier that there was a movie I saw yesterday for the first time. Now I'm going to get judged hard on this. Um, do you know what that movie is? I'm guessing it's not Hardball, because when we said that to Dave, <laughs> he made fun of us for a long time. Which we, we still have yet to forgive him for saying Hardball. <laughs> when G-Baby dies, it's sad. I don't care what Dave says. It's I sad. loved Hardball, man. Culturally, it just it just rings... You it's know, a it's great. Just, it's, it's a movie that's, It's a great. It's a good sports movie. But what movie? I've been waiting. This oh, tease has been teasing me for a couple hours now, Ty. So it better be a. Cla- it better not be some no. movie that no one's ever heard of. I'm not gonna say like you know General Hospital has has a movie edition you know starring Maurice Bernard. And t- no, um, <laughs> it's a musical romance. Uh oh. The name of said movie that I just saw for the first time yesterday. Came out in 1978. 1978. That movie is Grease. Wow. And I, I, I'm guessing I know the reason why. The unfortunate passing of Olivia Newton-John. Newton-John. Yes. And, you know, it prompted me to watch it. My wife, actually, I just learned this. It's so funny. I've been with her for 12 years, and you, you still learn things. That's signs of, 
of having good conversation and uh, continuing to open up. Um, it's one of her favorite movies. So I'm like, how is it possible that a like this is considered to be you know an elite level movie, one that most people have seen. I'm sure you've seen it, Jake and Harvey. I'm sure you've seen it as well. One that for some reason escaped me in my movie watching. But um, it was pretty good. Can't lie. It was pretty good. You want to know the craziest part about Grease? What is it? And you know what? You see it a lot now on Netflix shows and all of these newer shows that they have. You look at some of the kids on the show. Oh, and how they And age. you think like, wow, like this person looks a little old to be in high school. The cast of Grease, if you look at the actual cast, they look like they're all 35 <laughs> to 40 and they're playing like freshman in high school. I'm like, what? Smoking cigarettes. Yeah, like, I mean, I, some high school kids smoke cigarettes. Like, don't get me wrong, but it's like- They smoke on a lot more than cigarettes yeah, in high school. <laughs> well, <laughs> i tell you that Yeah, much. those crazy high school kids. But if you actually look at the faces yeah, of some of old. the guys, I'm like, that could be my great grandpa, yet he's supposed to be a freshman in high, in high school. But yeah, the unfortunate news- of Olivia Newton-John. Very sad. Um, she so. was tremendous in that movie. She's and obviously great. John Travolta. I will say this about um, Sandy in that movie, who uh, Olivia Newton-John plays. Very forgiving. Not as forgiving as you know others would have been. Constantly, um, Danny was just violating her all movie. I mean, was was embarrassed to to tell his friends about you know how he actually felt about her when he first saw her and, and realized that she wasn't going away. Um, he just, you know, kept kept doing things that were questionable, and she just forgave him pretty quickly. Yeah, had the the big dance where he just grabs another woman. I don't know if that my my wife would have forgiven me that quickly. So, you know, shout out to Sandy for have, having such a good heart. All right, all right. On a serious note, rest in peace to her and her family, Olivia Newton John. Um, but I can't believe that's the first time I seen that movie. Harvey, have you seen Grease? Uh, no, I have not. Wow. So, Jake, is this like embarrassing? I don't think for it's us em- too? I don't think it's embarrassing. Again, it's a little bit of an older movie. You did mention it came out at the end of the 70s. Mm-hmm. So for young people or younger people like us in our late 20s, early 30s, it's not extremely weird, but yes, it is a a very popular movie that I'm sure a lot of our listeners right now are like, "Really? It took you this long yeah, time?" Yeah, listeners, you know, especially the older audience, like, "Come on, who is this young dope here on the show talking about he just saw Grease yesterday. I don't understand, like, all the grabbing. The, 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 the men in that movie like to grab the women by their necks. Like, that's weird to me, but... Um, Some people are into that. <laughs> it's a little rough for me. I think we should hit a break. Usually when Ty starts to go off the rails a little bit, uh, I think it's always a good, a time for, good time for a break. We got the calls lined up. I, sh- I say we hit the break. And then we get to some nah, of these calls. You know what I want to do, actually? I want to talk about General Hospital. That yes, that episode yesterday left me uh, I'm on, actually on a getting a call from the program director right now, so I think we should. Yeah, no. But, uh, Took me this long to watch Grease, but uh, excellent movie. R.I.P. to Olivia Newton-John. More of your phone calls coming up. I can't believe the three hours have flown by this fast. Um, got about 25 minutes left in the show. I'm going to do my best to hit each and every one of you guys lined up. Appreciate you guys showing love. I got to, you know, rip Harvey a little bit when we get back because he's doing a good job ingratiating himself. He's learning quickly. He's a good dude. But, I mean, that new Meg the Stallion tune dropped yesterday. We haven't heard that. Nicki Minaj sampled MC Hammer. So these are some records that just haven't been played today. And Harvey, if he knows me, he knows me. I'm a, I'm a big hip-hop guy. Haven't heard Pop Smoke. So it's a bunch a little, little friction going on between me and Harvey, but we'll figure that out. Hopefully, he will correct the error of his ways going forward. Ty Butler going until noon right here on 98.7 ESPN. 
Here we go. Little LL Cool J. I see what he did there. We were, we were talking about Grease and the romance. So he, he plays this song with LL. So I see you, Harvey. Do you know what LL stands for? Um, of course I know what LL. What is it? Luscious Lips? I thought it was Ladies, ladies, love? ladies love Cool Jake. Yeah. Well, it's not oh, Jake, cool. but I usually just throw that in there. <laughs> there you go. A little stump. There's some people on Twitter giving some suggestions. They like Stump the Butler, I think. Stump the Butler? I don't know. We'll think about it. I don't know. Because I, I, I don't think this is going to be a one-time thing. We got people saying, you know... You know, Dave better watch out. This nine o'clock spot, Ty D. Butler's yeah, can we killing. Chill with, can we chill with that? Dave is Dave is my man's man. We we don't want to create. Now let's think Dave's of like let's think of down. a sports comparison. Like who would? I'm just trying to think. Like Gr- Aaron Rodgers, Brett Brett Favre didn't no. treat Aaron Rodgers very well. Yeah, like I'm no. trying to think of D.D. Jeter. This was D.D. Jeter, but I, I remember I like G- that. D.D. struggled early. Yeah, but then Didi ended up becoming a fan favorite. You're not struggling, but I think over time, you Didi know, also no longer employed by the Yankees. I don't think Didi's employed by anyone right <laughs> yeah, now. So to I, don't be know honest. I, don't, I don't know if I like that. So comparison. yeah, you know what? I, that's the, maybe not the best one. But I, I'm I I like Rogers is my favorite quarterback. So Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre both great. Tidy Butler, but Dave Rothenberg both they're, great. They're on better terms now that you know Favre has retired. I think that as we're learning, even in the Jeter doc, the further you get removed from your playing career, you mature, you start to look at things a little bit differently. Absolutely. And I, I love the Jeter documentary. And um, it really gave us that inside look to a lot of the stuff that Yankee fans for years kind of wanted a deeper dive into. And I'm glad we kind of got that deeper dive. It also gave us an inside look to why this drought, championship drought, that's been a long, arduous 13 years needs to end because you remember in 2009 what that felt like how it felt to finally get back there and win and then Jimmy Rollins because the Phillies had won the year before I actually remember this in real time he's talking all types of crazy you know this is a series we're going to win I would say in five games but it might be disrespectful we're going to win it in six games the Yankees actually lost game one uh with CC on the mound A.J. Burnett comes in game two, must win. They win that. And Mansui was excellent in that series. So hopefully the Yankees get back get back on top um, and do so quicker rather than later. I teased this Aaron Boone audio, so we'll hear from him. Uh, is, Aaron, is Clay Holmes still the closer? We'll see. I mean, I'm trying to get him in the best positions to be successful. Uh, you know, some nights that'll be the ninth. Some some nights it'll be other nights, obviously, having a full full go with the pen tonight you know we're set up pretty good um but we'll keep working with them and and, and got to get them right and consistent i wish we could isolate that we'll see we'll see i mean i'm trying to get them in the best position you asked somebody a question are we still together after everything we just went through uh, we'll see doesn't sound like a stamp of approval um but yeah i guess we will see anthony staten island before we wrap up the show uh wants to chime in what's up anthony hey uh I guess I, you know what, with the Yankees, uh, I'm going to uh, comment on them real quick. Um, you know, I think this is why it's so important to get off to the start that they got off to, right? And, you know, in the last couple of years, they've had injuries. This year, it was smooth sailing, nothing. And now, all of a sudden, all at once, you know, Savvy, King, Carpenter. So, it's taking a toll on them. But I think that there's a good chance that a lot of those guys come back. And, and, and let me say this, um, you know, with that captain uh, documentary, now, I have a nine-year-old who, who plays ball, plays travel, you know, does a lot of the stuff that Dave talks about with his kids. 
And um, so he knows all these people are. And with a lot of these kids, they really didn't understand really what Jeter was all about, you know, because, you know, again, what he lacked in athleticism, the guy made up in unbelievable clutch hits. The, the, no one even remembers the relay that got Timo Perez out in the 2000. You know, they only talk about the flip play, but he did almost the same kind of relay, not, not as dramatic, not, you know, but, you know, being over at that third base side. So, you know, he had that intellect, that, that you know, that, that tool, whatever you want to call it. And um, so it's kind of cool to relive those moments because even as a Yankee fan, I'm in my 40s, and, you know, those times were in the late 90s. You forget a lot of those um, key home runs and, and things that, that he was all about. And I guess what I'm trying to say is I guess we shouldn't be so quick to name this one or that one, the, the, the face of this or that, you know. And, and look, I love Tatis. I think, uh, you know, he's good for the game, and a lot of the kids love him. But, you know, again, we have to sometimes slow down who we want to anoint as being the next trout, yeah. the next you know, Jeter, the next this or that, you know? Yeah, I, I would agree with you. I think part of what happens is we get excited because of how quickly these players develop and burst on the scene. And what plays into it is the advent of social media. So we have, you know, 24-hour highlight films and, and highlight reels where it's you go to Instagram, you go to Twitter, and after you follow Ty D. Butler, you scroll through your timeline and you're seeing amazing plays. You know, these athletes now are able to uh, brand themselves and publicize themselves. And that's why you get into this territory where it's like, you know, these guys become the best players since then. Is, is Patrick Mahomes the greatest quarterback ever? And that, that was a, a, a real conversation after he won the Super Bowl. Like, is there a chance he passes Brady all time? And we get ahead of ourselves, but because, but also because we get excited. And I think part of the greatness of Jeter isn't just, you know, the clutch hitting. It's not just, you know, the, the signature plays. You, you mentioned the home runs, the home, the home run against the Orioles, the one he hit against uh, the Diamondbacks, the, the Subway Series leadoff home run he hit against the Mets. Had a big had big home runs in, in two thousand nine. It's not just that, but it's the way he carried himself, the way that as a leader of an organization at such a young age, he was introduced to winning early. So it's all he knew how to do was win, and the documentary gives you a peek into the struggles that he had when he was first drafted and he was playing in a ball, and how he considered. You know, this might not be it for me. He, he, he was like, I want to go home. Like, this this might be too much. But every time adversity came, Jeter delivered. And not just from an individual performance standpoint, but him able to become a leader on a team with all those veterans and carry that out um, for the rest of his career. And every single time he was doubted, he found a way to come back. That 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 was so impressive how he carried himself. The media was so frustrated because Jeter was never going to give him a good quote. He was so polished at such a young age. Whereas now we got guys just walking around saying foolery. Jeter was polished at such a young age. Lee in Manhattan wants to chime in. What's up, Lee? Hey, fellas. Yo. What's happening? What it do, baby? First of all, Ty, congratulations, Thank man. Thank you, sir. Appreciate Glad you made it on the other side of the glass. Jake, be careful what you say about Dave, because he could wind up in the booth with you, man. <laughs> okay, we don't, we, I, and I know you can't take that, but I'll make this as quick as possible. If 
I remember correctly, with, I don't know if it's the 22nd or the 23rd or 23rd, 24th, that the next Subway Series is going to be at Yankee Stadium. Uh, nah, yes, that is something that Which, will happen, and it is set to take place on a. August 22nd and August 23rd. Which which means that uh, the Yankees, not only the Yankees, but this is the Mets' toughest week-and-a-half schedule coming up. Oh, Atlanta's going to see yep. both Atlanta. Scherzer and DeGrom. Yep. It's a possibility that the Yankees may see Scherzer and DeGrom. Mm-hmm. And okay? they, they just saw Scherzer, but, and Scherzer shut right. him down. But my, but, but my reason for also calling also is in regard to this Tatis situation, and I had asked Jake about it before. Do you know, but I thought about this while waiting to get on, there's a possibility that if this kid screws up within the next couple of years, and, you know, that he could actually be banned, be banned, be yeah. banned for life. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's crazy. And, 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 and yet he still might be able to get some of this money. Yeah. So if you guys could expand on that, I'd appreciate it. I know your time is short. Have a good weekend, gentlemen. Always a pleasure. Uh, no problem, man. Appreciate the call. So I actually don't even know. Well, if he gets, I don't. He's not being paid while he's suspended. So I would imagine if he gets banned, the contract becomes void. I could be wrong on that. That's something I got to double check. But if he goes out there and gets banned from the sport, I mean, think about the like that kind of trajectory. Fernando Tatis Jr. being talked about as one of the bright spots of the league could become the best player in the sport and then gets suspended and now we're talking about him getting banned it's a it's a bad look not just for him but for the sport we don't want to talk about our best players like lebron Giannis, lucas kd uh you know rogers mahomes josh Allen. like we want to talk about these guys winning championships contending putting their teams on their back like the conversation about great players should always be in um, positive and if it's negative it's in route to us discussing how they failed and how they can get to winning championship. It should not be about performance-enhancing drugs. And that's what baseball has become. Like, the PED, cracking down on PEDs, they allowed it for so long, and now they, they are cracking down on it. And for Tatis Jr. to, to succumb to this, again, I don't know what's worse. Like, I, I don't know that I want to let people publicly know I got a ringworm. That's kind of embarrassing. Look, I, I cheated. <laughs> I was uh, I was trying to come back from injury quicker than expected. Ringworm? I don't know if it's true, but make a like make up something that isn't as embarrassing as getting a ringworm. <laughs> we'll wrap up the show with your phone calls next. Going till noon. Anita Marsh is gonna take over at noon. She's going till three o'clock. Ty Butler, Tidy Butler on Twitter and on Instagram. Eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. Still some time to weigh in on the Yankees, on the Mets on the Jets and Giants as we push forward. Ten more minutes left in the program right here on 9870 ESPN. Time for Diamond Notes. Brought to you by Two by London. The engagement shop at London Jewelers. The Yankees back in action tonight as they play the Red Sox for the second of a three-game set. Uh, it's a game you can hear actually right here on 987 ESPN pregame at 6.30. It is a 7 o'clock start so looking forward to that one as uh, Frankie Montas takes on Carter Crawford. Uh, so looking to see him rebound. It's a big acquisition for the Yankees. The expectations are high. You need him to not be good. You need him to be great because it's a, a, a very thin rotation. Uh, meanwhile, the Mets lost last night to the Phillies. David Robertson getting the, the save stings a little bit because it was a guy that you thought you were going to get at the deadline to help improve your bullpen. 
But, you know, the Mets are in great shape. They are, what are they, 33 games above 500 right now. Still on pace to win 105 games. If you're a Met fan, you're sitting pretty right now. You're sitting pretty. So the Mets in action tonight at City Field. Phillies will send uh, Aaron Nola to the mound. Meanwhile, the Mets counter with Jacob DeGrom, who last time we saw him went 17 up, 17 down in that start on Sunday against the Braves. So that that was that was Jacob DeGrom doing Jacob DeGrom things. And if those two guys are healthy, I agree. I'm not calling them the team to beat just because the Dodgers are so good, but they can beat anyone. They can. Allen in Uniondale wants to check in about the Jets. You'll be our final caller today. What's up, Allen? Yo, what's going on, Ty? Yo, what Yo. up? Congrats on the show. Thank you, bro. Great, you know, hit you on Twitter all the time. Yo, just two quick joints. It's basketball, though. Real quick. Basketball. So, boom. You like KD and the Lakers. KD gets traded for the Celtics. Who you rooting for? Oh, yeah. See, I thought about this, man. I I think the KD allegiance has to end there. There is no circumstance (laughs) where I'm rooting for the Celtics. That can't happen. I'm hoping that doesn't happen. I'm really praying to the guys. So then say KG, right? KG, if he was ever a spur, I think he has. He will be the be, uh, the best power forward ever. I would say that. If, if he was a spur, Garnett was KG. a spur, I don't know. Duncan, I, it's funny, man, because Duncan is not like Duncan gets denied because of the winning, and Duncan might be the greatest defensive power forward ever too. On on top of KG what he did was offensive. up there though. So KG like, was up KG there, but he wasn't Tim Duncan. Better handles, he could shoot. All that. And then, last thing. Yo, to start your show, you got to start with Jay-Z politics as usual. Because, you know, politics as usual. Yeah. Then you gotta, and then you got to end it with Nas. It ain't hard to tell. It ain't hard I to tell. I excel, then prevail. The mic is contact, and I attract clientele. Come on. That's how you end the show. There you go, Alan. I appreciate the call. Can't start the show with a Jay-Z track because there's a built-in open. That's like a montage with music already. But ain't, ain't nothing ever go wrong playing Hove, man. Hove's my favorite rapper, greatest of all time. Um, play some more Beyonce as well. She got a fire album out there. But I'd love to hear that Meg Thee Stallion and Nicki Minaj. Harvey, we're going to have to talk about that after the show. But great job by the two guys in the studio. Jake, you know how much I love you, man. Hopefully you can do more producing of, of shows when I'm here. Harvey, excellent job as well. Appreciate the callers all weighing in. Uh, but got to finish this read. That's Diamond Notes brought to you by Two by London, the... Engagement shot by London Jewelers. Picker designed the perfect engagement ring to fit every budget at any of their six area locations. Appreciate you guys weighing in on phones and on Twitter and Instagram. Ty D. Butler. I will be back next week, Wednesday through Friday, filling in for Dave Rothenberg on DNR. That's from 5 to 8 a.m. every Wednesday. But until then, have a great Saturday, everyone, on 987 ESPN. You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com.